Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I'm your host, and I'm so pleased that you're here. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday, and this episode doesn't ruin it too much. Uh, Thank you for all of the ratings and reviews and messages about last week's episode. I love when you guys message me and you say, you know what, this episode made me feel a little bit better, or it made me feel not so alone. Or it made me feel like I'm not, you know, screwing up my life in the way that I thought I was. (laughs) Those messages are the best. And the ratings and reviews lately have just been so unbelievably kind. I feel very, very lucky. So what we are talking about today is violent humblings. A lot of people messaged me and said, well, this is just a backhanded compliment. I don't know if it's necessarily a backhanded compliment. For sure, some overlap. The Venn diagram is you know, it's not a circle, but it's close. There are some differences to backhanded compliments and violent humblings. Backhanded compliments are usually like purposely meant to hurt your feelings. I feel like violent humblings more often than not have a good intention behind them, but it's just the thing comes out of somebody's mouth and it like literally ruins the way you perceive yourself forever. But before we get into that, we're going to do some love hates because I have some things that I want to discuss. Also, if you're watching this on the video, I'm sorry that I'm using my phone with my that has all my lists and all of the uh, all of the submissions on here. I hate watching a video and somebody is on their phone. I shouldn't even point it out because I'm sure it doesn't really bug people as much as it bugs me. I just I normally use my iPad. I don't know why there's like a mental difference in watching somebody on their iPad than on their phone. They just look less distracted. But my number this isn't on my hate list, but I do hate when people like read their wedding speeches like off of their phone. I always want to be like, it looks like you're reading a text. I don't know. Maybe that's a dumb thing to hate. Well, without any further ado, let's talk about my love hates for the week. My first love this week, and I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet because it's become about 20% of my personality. The other 80% was going to the Eras tour. And now that that's over, I'm going to need to fill in some, some blanks. But anyway, the thing that I'm loving right now is this Awala water bottle. I think they might be local to Utah. I have no idea, but shout out to Susanna. She sent it to me. This is like a couple weeks ago and I've been meaning to talk about it on the podcast, but it is 
the best water bottle I've ever used. It's a perfect size and it has, okay, the the lid or like the 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 place, the sip. I, I don't know how to explain it. It has both a sip lid, like out of a straw and a pour lid. You can do both. I don't know how this has not been invented yet, but it is it is actually the best thing ever. It keeps your water cold. If it's in my cup holder, I am a Utah gal through and through. You know this. So you know I love a Stanley. Like you open up my cupboard. I have like 15 different colors of Stanleys. I love them. But between the Awala and also the Simple Modern Tumblr on uh, on Amazon, oh, Stanley might... I might be breaking up with Stanley. He might he might be taking a backseat to these new these new vessels. I don't know what it is, but when you have a fun thing to drink water out of, you just drink more water. It's science. The next thing that I love, I went to Atlanta this last week. I'm sure I've talked about Atlanta before because that's where I was born and I have family there. That's where all of my siblings were born and my mom raised uh like all of my older brothers there till they were in their teens. Well, teen, yeah, 13. I mean, technically a teen. Uh, I was not raised there. Like I said, I was born there. We moved here when I was like one and I've lived here basically my whole life, but I now have a brother and sister-in-law who moved back to Atlanta. And that's my sister-in-law who just had a baby that I talked about last week. And so I, I just, I couldn't resist. I was going to go out in a few weeks and then I was like, I got to go now. I just, I gotta go now. So I went and yes, Taylor Swift was in Atlanta the same weekend I was there. I did not go because I don't know, a lot of reasons, but the main reason is that nosebleeds were literally $3,500. I, I couldn't make it work, but I I do love Atlanta. I feel like it is an, it is an underrated city. People never think like when you think of like the South and like cities that you could go visit. People think like Charleston. Uh, I mean, obviously like there's cities in Florida, things like that, but nobody thinks about Atlanta and I'm here to be an Atlanta apologist and tell all of you that it is a, it is so fun. Best, like, I don't know, tons of cool food. Obviously the Braves are there, fun sporting events, cool music, cool nightlife. Probably I wouldn't know. Cause when I go there, I hang out with toddlers, but anyway, it's really fun. It's a fun city. I love going there. And if there was a possible way for me to live in Georgia, I probably would. I probably would. If like there was a reason people ask me that a lot, like if I'm ever going to leave Utah. And I mean, I thought about it a lot. Obviously there were like many times in the last few years where I was like, should I, should I be in LA? Should I be in a bigger city, bigger market, whatever, uh, for the podcast, for my career, whatever it is. And I just, I don't think that I would move unless I had a reason to. I, that's just, I don't think that that's like a rule of thumb. That's just kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like if I just move on a whim, I, I don't know if I would make it, (laughs) I would probably move home. Oh, because I like to quit things. But if I had a reason to move and if there was, if that reason took me to Georgia, wow, I would be, I would be forever, forever happy. But I do love Utah. I don't mean that in a way that I don't love living here. I've really I've entered my loving Utah era. The next thing that I love lately, I haven't I haven't talked about this really. So this is kind of scary, but no, just kidding. It's not that scary. But uh, something I love, I love dating after divorce. Guys, everyone told me it was going to be terrible. And I told myself it was going to be terrible. It was like the thing I was the most scared of was dating after divorce. Turns out 
after you've been married and you start dating again, you can just kind of, you can kind of like, you kind of know exactly what you're looking for. Like what you need, you just understand yourself a lot better after you've been through marriage and divorce. Like you just know you're like, when I started dating, I was like, okay, like I'm not scared of being on my own. Obviously I'm on my own right now. So it's like that, that kind of underlying fear of like, well, I need to hurry and find somebody or like, I don't want to be alone. I would rather be in a relationship. Like I just don't have that. So it was kind of like when I started dating, I was like, okay, like, are you going to be what I need or not? Because we don't have to like waste each other's time here. Like you can just kind of cut through. I keep saying like, you can cut through the muck a little faster. You can kind of be like, okay, here's my list. If you're not that let's move on. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sliving. I'm absolutely sliving for dating after divorce. I, I hope like by me saying that it somehow brings comfort to anybody going through that or who's scared of that because I was in that same position. It was, it was, it was definitely the thing I, I was dreading the most. And it's been one of, if not the best parts of this new phase of my life. So, uh, just wanted to put that little tidbit in there. Maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll do a, a dating, uh, red flag, green flag episode soon. I like I've done that with you guys. It's it's just funny being on this side of things because I've done all these topics with you guys, like good dates, bad dates, all these things, but I've never like participated in them with you guys, like gone on good dates and been able to like tell you guys about them. So maybe we'll we'll do that. I'm trying to keep it, I'm trying to keep it, you know. I'm balancing this line or I'm walking this fine line, you know, of privacy and sharing with you guys, but wanting to be open. You guys know I'm always kind of trying to figure that out. And I think it's time. I think it's time we dip our toes into the dating pool together. Okay. So those are my three things, the water bottle, visiting Atlanta and dating after divorce. (laughs) That basically sums up my whole personality right now. Uh, Okay. The three things I'm hating this week. Well, I've been hating this for a while and I don't know why we haven't discussed it here because I'm having a really hard time with it. There has been a major downfall of chick flicks in the last like 10 years. I, I live for a chick flick. There's not, well, okay, that's, I was going to say there's not one chick flick that I don't like. There's definitely ones that I don't like, i.e. something borrowed. Worst chick flick ever. Don't even argue with me. It's top three worst movies ever made. But besides that, I love all chick flicks. And we used to have like an ongoing kind of rollout of chick flicks. Like at least every year we'd get like one or two. We were getting lots of Nicholas Sparks. We were getting like just kind of mid-range, like mid-level budget chick flicks, you know, like random. I'm trying to think of random ones like Leap Year or like Letters to Juliet, like random ones like that. And we just don't have them anymore. And I see a bunch of TikToks about this, like why people think it's happening. A lot of people are like, it's the it's the Judd Apatowification of movies because like where chick flicks normally would go, we're getting movies like King of Staten Island. Like that's where that budget and where the, like that's where the hype is going is movies like that. They're not necessarily chick flicks. They're just kind of like feel good movies. That's like the Judd Apatow vibe. Did you guys know that I saw Judd Apatow in person? I, I probably have told this story on the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again because it was literally one of the best nights of my life. I was in New York and I went to the comedy cellar and the comedy cellar does like, they don't tell you who's performing. Like you just go and you just hope it's somebody cool. And there were a couple, like there were a couple of really good comedians. There's probably five, uh, like two of them I had heard of just like randomly from podcasts or TikToks or things like that. 
And then the server came up to us. She was like taking her drinks and she was like, yeah, she's like, it's a good thing you guys stayed because like there's a big, like something big is about to happen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who's it going to be? Like I was freaking out. I didn't know who it was going to be. Judd Apatow gets on stage and does like a 30 minute set of just material he's working on, which I'm assuming he uses in his movies, probably just testing out jokes for his future movie. But he was also promoting his George Carlin documentary. It was the coolest thing ever. It had, yeah, I don't know. It just nothing. I couldn't have picked somebody better. Well, there were probably a couple of people that I would have loved to see, but Judd Apatow was up there. He was definitely up there. So that was really cool. Anyway, back to the downfall of chick flicks. I just, I need a medium budget, medium celebrity chick flick stat. I, I, yes, I see the ones on Netflix, the one with with Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. I know I don't need A-listers. I don't, I just need a feel good story. I need a friends with benefits trope. I need an enemies to lovers. I need something like that because I know a lot of you guys have turned to the smutty books instead of chick flicks. And listen, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, 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 tried. All I do is try, try, try to like reading. I can't do it. I can't. It's the same way I've tried to like museums. I, they are sedatives to me. I'm asleep in 15 minutes. I just, I can't do it. And I'm so sorry. So if we get some movies rolling from these slutty books, I would really love that. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Okay. The next thing that I hate, I hate, so I'm recording this on Tuesday, May 2nd. So yesterday was the Met Gala. I hate when people don't go all out for the Met Gala. I want to be clear. I'm not, I don't know a lot about fashion. Okay. I, I love the Met Gala. Love it. Like live for it. It is one of the funnest days. Me and Lucy talk the whole night. We're just chit chatting about which looks, you know, we love which ones we hate. And she knows much more about fashion than I do. I'm just vibing here. I'm just like picking ones I like, don't like. So I'm sure that they're like, every look has a lot of thought put into it and a lot of meaning and the designers did this and this. And it, I am sure that that's happening. However, I don't like when people show up in a simple black dress. You know that line from What a Girl Wants when she's like, show up in a sensible dress and pearls and you might as well wear a sign that says spot the plonker. I don't know what a plonker is, but that's how I feel. Like show up in a little black dress at the Met Gala. It's literally the world's most elegant costume party. It's the one day a year that you can wear something that you would never wear anywhere else. And I just love when celebrities wear something crazy. Even if I don't like it, even if I hate it, like Jared Leto this year was not for me, the full scarily realistic cat costume. And then his outfit underneath, I didn't love it, but like slay, like go all out. Why not? It's a literal costume party. I just think that that's, that's what I would do. I would, I would go as crazy as possible. I would rather have everybody hate my outfit and be like on every worst dress. Let's have the internet explode about how terrible my outfit was because that's kind of the point. It's kind of the point. It's to be artistic and creative and controversial. And I don't know. I just, I hate when people show up in just a simple black dress. <clears throat> Margot Robbie <laughs> and continuously serves us nothing, but I'm hopeful for the Barbie premiere that Margot Robbie will pull out something amazing. Okay. Uh, the last thing that I hate, I hate trying on makeup at Sephora. I hate like doing any, any try on in public, like sunglasses. 
horribly embarrassing. Trying on makeup at Sephora, you feel like a little kid in your mom's makeup drawer. Like you're just like smearing things on your face. You have no idea what you're doing. It really is the the worst. <laughs> I hate when they come up to help you. I should also add that onto my onto my hate list. I I just I know I know that salespeople are doing the very best that they can. I know that they're trying to hit quotas. I know that they're instructed to be to be pushy. I worked in retail and I was like basically instructed to like be as annoying as possible. So I get it, but I I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the target. Okay? Do do it to somebody else. Like I avoid every salesperson like the plague. And here's my tactic. Here's how I do it. With all the peace and love, I just start the conversation with a thank you because it marks the end of the conversation. Like I was shopping for nightstands the other day and I walked into a furniture store, which is another really bad like salesperson vibe because I'm pretty sure they work all on commission. So they walk up to me and they're like, Hey, how are you doing? Or what, you know, what are you looking for? And I go, Oh, I'm just looking around. Thank you. Like you say it right away. And so they know because it would be weird to continue the conversation. Do a lot of them do it? Yeah. But you start it with a thank you. And then you scurry on or you walk in the store on your phone either way. Okay. Those are, I guess it's kind of four hates. I added on another one, but those are my love hates for the week. It's kind of the summary of, uh, what I've been up to lately. I feel like that's like, I hit like every major event of the last week of my life. My life is super exciting and a water bottle is definitely not the coolest part of my life. Okay, uh, but let's get into today's submissions, which are the violent humblings. I talked about this one last week, and it was when I thought that my skin was like looking really good. And somebody told me or somebody came out to me and they were like, hey, what are you using to cover up your acne? Because like I can tell you have it, but your makeup is like covering it so well. And I wanted to be like, those are scars, first of all. And uh, my skin looks amazing. A lot of these violent humblings are, they definitely have to do with like body type and body shape and size and all that. If you don't want to hear that, uh, these ones might not be for you because there is several about that. But yeah, there, there's something about when somebody comes up to you and points out something about your body. It's not negative. Like I like am not a small person. It's not a negative thing, but there's something about when somebody comes up to you and acknowledges it and points it out and like says something directly to your face about it where you're like, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Like I had a girl come up to me. I was in aesthetic school and a girl came up to me and she was like, where do you find jeans for big girls? Because like I have the hardest time, like we were probably the same size. So it wasn't meant to be bad. It definitely wasn't an insult, but it's just like when somebody comes up to you and says that to your face, you're like, okay, I just didn't have that. I didn't have that like in my plans for today to feel this way. Okay, let's go into your guys's submissions. You guys are kind of my co-hosts. Do you ever do you ever think about that? I think about that all the time. I feel very jealous of people who have a full-time co-host because sometimes I sit down and I stare at a wall and I think, all right, I just got to talk out loud to this wall for the next hour. And I love to do it. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes like when I have my friends on, it's the best thing ever. So I like to think when I do submissions that you guys are kind of my co-hosts. You guys are submitting your, you know, answers to my questions and then we get to chat about it. Okay. Uh, Without any further ado, here's the first one. She says, one time I was babysitting and the kids told me they love cuddling me because I'm so soft and squishy and big. (laughs) 
I have a nephew who will always ask why I'm fat. And that's fine. It's cool. It's not a bad thing to be. Just again, you never really expect it. But kids will kids will knock you down so fast. Kids and TikTok are the two places you can go to to see what the truth about you is. Like I have fake teeth. I have veneers. My front eight or 10 teeth. I can't remember. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if TikTok calls me out on my teeth, then I know that they look bad because TikTok will tell me the truth. Like, I'm always prepared for people to be like, whoa, horse teeth. And so far, so good. I think that they look okay, but I'm always ready for the truth bombs that TikTok and children will dole out. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. If you are a skeptic when it comes to health hacks, congratulations. That is a very good practice to have. You should be skeptical when it comes to things that are probably too good to be true. You want things that meet your standards. That's where Ritual comes in. I use Ritual's multivitamin. I also use their protein. I make a little protein shake in the morning with strawberries. I use their vanilla protein in case you're wondering, but I really, really love their multivitamin. It is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 and older with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. It's got nine key nutrients in two capsules per days, and their unique beadlet and oil is even patented. Also, it's got a little minty essence in it. So it's not horrible to swallow. You know those multivitamins that leave a horrible taste in your mouth? These are like a breath mint. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multis that's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. There's no more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Ritual is offering Bad Broadcast listeners, 10% off during your first three months right now. So you can go to ritual.com slash bad 10. That's B-A-D-1-0 to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash bad 10 for 10% off during your first three months. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. I should not be trusted when it comes to anything even remotely resembling web development. That is not my strong suit. I never in a million years thought I would be able to have a website, let alone have a functioning website. When I was building my very first website, I did not know what to do. And somebody suggested to me that I use Squarespace. And guess what? They were absolutely right. If you are starting a business and you don't know where to turn to for website help, Squarespace has everything you need from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful presence online and run your business. Squarespace has everything you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. You can also display posts from your social profiles on your website. Maybe you just use a social media account and you're not sure how you can integrate it into your website. Well, 
Squarespace does that for you. It can automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels so your followers can share it too. You own all of the content that you put on the Squarespace platform because they offer one-click data portability. Squarespace really does just simplify the entire website process. So head to squarespace.com bad for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use the offer code bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com bad for a free trial. And then the offer code is bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Speaking of TikTok, I went viral on TikTok with my two younger siblings. I'm 24. They're 22 and 19. And everyone commented that I looked like a mom or way older than them because of my wrinkles and the way my double chin scrunched up in the video. New thing to be self-conscious about unlocked. My wrinkles make me look 70. Never. I mean, we said this a few weeks ago, right? Never comment on somebody's age. No, never ask anybody's age. Like it will. Nobody is well after you discuss age. But as somebody who is literally going gray, you guys, I'm, I'm going gray. I'm not well about it. I'm just, every time I do my hair, like I should, I should post a picture of the crown of my head. It's, it's alarming. Like I, like I'm going to have to start coloring my hair because I'm like, if I don't color it, I'll be completely gray by 40. No doubt in my mind, but I'm trying to age gracefully. I'm trying to Meryl Streep this. I'm trying to just accept that my life has been stressful for a while and I'm going to pop a few gray hairs, but still it's frightening. Okay. Next one. One time in third grade, I wore these amazing plaid pants and my favorite striped shirt new from PacSun. I was really feeling myself. My teacher said, looks like someone dressed themselves today. First of all, if you're in third grade, I feel like you dress yourself every day. How old is that? Like eight? So, wait, no older. It's like nine, isn't it? I don't know. I'm trying to think. My niece is nine and she's in fourth grade. So eight, yeah, eight-ish. I feel like that at that age, everybody is dressing themselves. Is that not normal? However, this did unlock some trauma when you said PacSun. Because like I said, I'm not a small size. I grew out of like PacSun, Zoomies, Hollister. Like I grew out of those at age 11. Like that was the last time that I could fit into their biggest size. And if I could fit into something from PacSun, it was like nobody, nobody could, could tear me down. If I was wearing something from PacSun, like if I went to gym and I changed into my gym clothes and then changed back into my street clothes and somebody like commented, I would be on top of the world forever. I would purposely like wear, like get dressed with like the tag, like showing very ostentatiously so that somebody would be like, is that from PacSun? And I'd be like, yeah. And it fits. <laughs> Duh. I'm tiny. So I'm just a little tiny petite little thing that wears PacSun and Hollister. Hollister was made for baby sized people. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, next one. She says one time there was this cute little chubby baby and I was like, oh, she's so cute and chubby. And this little girl next to me goes, well, she's not as fat as you. <laughs> like they don't even mean it in a bad way. They're just commenting. You know, I have to remind that myself of that every time anything even remotely similar to that comes out of one of my nieces or nephews mouths. Okay. 
This one says, there was one time I thought I was making some pretty solid and agreeable points. And this guy just responded with, you know, not all of your opinions need to be heard. I still keep this one in my back pocket when someone annoys me. <laughs> this one's so good. I'm going to start saying it. There was, I, I saw another one that was a funny thing to say to somebody when they're like just rambling on and on, but for obvious reasons, I can't use it anymore. But uh, when people are just, just talking like out of their ass for absolutely no reason, I used to go, that's so interesting. You should have a podcast. <laughs> I started a podcast like a loser. Then I, I, I have to be able to take it now. If anybody says that to me. Okay. Next one. Somebody told me my mascara looked good and said, so how do you do it? Do you just keep like putting it on and on and on and on? Like, okay. You could have just said it was clumpy it's actually kind of ironic that I picked it, not ironic, coincidental that I picked this one because when I did my mascara today, I realized how clumpy my eyelashes are all the time. And I never notice it on other people. It's one of those things that I, I literally, I never notice one single like flaw on anyone else, not a zit, not clumpy lashes, nothing. But when I looked at myself, I was ashamed. This brought back, like this topic somehow brought back like a lot of middle school trauma, I think, because I was thinking about PacSun. I was thinking about clumpy eyelashes. Like it, it was, it was a trip. It was a trip down memory, mem, mem, memory lane. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't know if I was going to get that out correctly. Trip down memory lane. Why can I not say that? <laughs> I can't say those words together, but everything about being in middle school is a violent, violent humbling. Any Anything that anybody will say to you in junior high is seared in your brain. Like I still, I will still have dreams, like vivid dreams about people in middle school and in high school. Like I feel like my senior year, my prefrontal cortex was just a sponge and everything that everyone said to me is still in there because I will continually have dreams about things people said or people I liked or things that happened from my senior year, which was 12 years ago. I was a senior in high school 12 years ago and it's still there. And now I feel like my prefrontal cortex closed when I turned 26 and I was just all locked in there. It's stuck. How do I get it out? How, how, how do I get that one girl in my mythology class? I remember mythology. It was B1. The teacher's name was Miss Allen. It was an elective and I thought it would be cool to take a mythology class. It's where I learned about the Jabberwockies. Anyway, uh, she said something rude to me. I don't even want to say it because it was kind of triggering and really mean, but I remember what she said and I still dream about it. Okay. Anyway, next one. My college roommate was talking about how she's insecure that she has a masculine face. And I was telling her that she doesn't. And I said that I've been insecure about that before too. And she just agreed with me. <laughs> yeah. You got to be fighting your friends when they talk about things they're insecure about. I mean, more than likely the thing that they're insecure about is not actually anything to be insecure about. They're probably beautiful in every possible way. So you should remind them of that. But if your friend is like talking to you about how dumb or ugly or something that they're insecure about it, like your job is to uno reverse. Like your job is to tell them that that's not happening. Your job is to make them a little bit more delusional about themselves. It does absolutely no good to confirm your friend's insecurities at all. Just tell them they're, they're, they're delusional or not delusional. We were trying to make, tell them that they are not that way. Tell them that they need to be more delusional. Tell them that they need to not see themselves that way. 
like that's the best type of friendship is the friendship that's not rooted in reality. <laughs> okay. Next one. A coworker walked up to me and said, I was looking at myself in the mirror, feeling bad about myself and the weight I've gained. But then I thought you're big and you're beautiful. So I realized even though I'm gaining weight, I can still be beautiful like you. I was in shock. I said, thank you. And then I cried in the bathroom when the reality of the comment just hit me. It's kind of like the comment. You're so pretty for a big girl. Okay. So I can't just be pretty. Why are we adding the second half to that? Oh boy. Boy, do I relate to this. I literally have a merch line all about this. People, people sometimes do get mad about my funny for a girl or, you know, recently I did this merch launch with smart for a girl and strong for a girl. And like people like, I I hate to say this, but the girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. Like if you've never been told that, like if you've never had that caveat at the end of a sentence, like you're so pretty for blah, 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 for a girl, for a big girl, for like, like that, like nothing. I, I don't even know how to describe it because it's like they almost want you to feel good, almost, but not as good as they feel. It's like when people say you're so funny for a girl, it's like, they, they want to compliment you. They want you to feel funny, but just not as funny as they think they are. That's, that's where, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. So when people say things like this, I mean, there's so many different things people say. You're so pretty for this. You're so cool for that. Like, no, just drop the end of the sentence. It's not that hard. I put literally put it on a sweatshirt because of how stupid of a sentence sentence it is. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Better Sleep. I learned recently about myself that I sleep way better when I have white noise playing. Turns out my brain uh, doesn't like to be quiet when I'm going to sleep and white noise really does the trick. I always thought like maybe my air conditioning or like the dryer going like was enough, but no, I need the real deal. I need it playing from a speaker. I need it close to my head. I need it. And I sleep like a baby. And when I sleep like a baby, I can wake up the next day and do everything that I need to do. With the Better Sleep app, you can personalize a sleep experience that calms your racing thoughts and boosts concentration. Let me tell you guys a little bit about my personal combo of white noise. I like to do the deep brown noise. I do that at about 95%, I would say. And then I add in a little bit of green noise. I would say I do that at about 45%. You can adjust the levels on all of these on the app. It's amazing. That's my go-to. I can't even take a nap without it. They have over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and longer. You can also explore audio tracks from categories such as ASMR, brainwaves, meditations, stories, and more. You can use a pre-made soundscape or you can combine your favorite sounds, noises, kind of like I do. Not to mention, it's one of the most positively reviewed apps on the Apple App Store with over 600,000 reviews. When you sleep better, you feel better. So improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from your App Store or Google Play. That's Better Sleep on the App Store or Google Play. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Game Time. As most of us have learned recently, Getting tickets to events can be very, very hard. And buying tickets to the things you love to do should not be the most stressful thing. The most stressful thing should be like traffic, not buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. 
And with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, which I'll tell you about in a minute, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all of the fun that you'll have. I love a flash deal or a last minute ticket, especially when you're traveling, because sometimes you find yourself in a new city and you're like, cool, what are we going to do tonight? And you can just hop on and you can see everything that's going on around you and buy at the best price. And remember that lowest price guarantee I was telling you about? Well, the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So forget planning months in advance because game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Go ahead and download the game time app, create an account and use the code bad for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms do apply, but once again, you create an account and use the redeem code bad for $20 off of your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, next one. In high school, a girl told me that I rock the messy ponytail look. I was not, in fact, going for a messy ponytail at all. In fact, I spent 30 minutes every morning perfecting my ponytail with bobby pins and gel. Do you guys remember the messy buns? Like my like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I would maybe probably say all through high school, the messy buns were queen. Like, like there was this one girl who did the best messy bun and her bangs were always so straight and it was, I've never been more jealous of anybody in my whole life. First of all, my hair has never grown on its own past my collarbone. Like I've never been able to just like throw my hair up and do a huge messy bun. Like that has been my dream. I feel like if I could grow my hair long enough to throw up into a messy bun, it would heal like a part of my, part of my inner child. But yeah, I would try to do this. I would try to do the messy ponytail look. I would try to braid my bangs and then do it up in a messy bun. Oh man, the hair game of junior high and high school was brutal. So I don't blame you for this really affecting you. Okay, next one. I was told that I should wear more green or I should wear green more often because it draws attention away from the redness in my face. I'm a proud rosacea girly. Speaking of rosacea and middle school. So a few weeks ago, no, this was a few months ago, because it was in my episode with Lucy. I was talking about one of my ex-boyfriends, my very first boyfriend. His name was Austin. It was in eighth grade. And I said, he had rosacea. Sometimes I just say things on the podcast. Okay. We should probably all know this by now, but he somehow heard about it. So Austin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I said you had rosacea. He messaged me and he said, just so you know, I didn't have rosacea. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should not have said that. I regret it greatly. I will never make that mistake ever again. Okay, next one. I'm a high school teacher. My student told me that they love my natural look because it shows that I don't care what people think about me. I think they meant well. I don't know. But I couldn't help but laugh because I put so much effort into my makeup and it takes me forever to get ready every day. I I relate to this because I, I don't feel like I'm very good at makeup. I feel like I spent a lot of my younger years resisting makeup because I thought it was cool. I thought that like boys would like me more, blah, blah, blah. But then now I'm in my late twenties about to turn 30 and I don't really know that much about makeup. Like I truly realized a few months ago that I wasn't blending my makeup like at all. Like I was doing like a little bit, like I was like, you know, like doing a little swirl on my makeup 
And then I started watching these TikTokers and I'm like, how does it take them this long to get ready? And I'm like, oh my gosh, because they're blending their makeup. I have since started to do it. I've, I've learned, but anyway, I feel, I feel this, like I put so much effort into my makeup. I try to do such a good job. And then I really do look like I just threw on like a few little things <laughs> and it really took me 45 minutes. I'm just, I am, I am jealous of the makeup girlies. When we got our makeup done in Houston for the Eras tour, I like had never been so inspired. First of all, I think makeup artists are such a, it's such a cool medium because it really is like painting. Like it's art. You're taking somebody's face and you're like, like paint. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like the whole time I was like, this is so artistic. I think it's so cool. Like how come I can't do this to myself? And then I realized it's like the same reason I can't like paint on a real canvas. Like it takes a certain level of artistic ability to be able to do makeup in that way. But I will work on it. I will watch all of the, I will watch all of the makeup girls. Do you guys have a favorite makeup TikToker? I, I used to like Michaela. Not going to lie, I do still watch a lot of Michaela because I feel like she has good recommendations. Boy, has that girl had some controversies around her. But I think, relatively speaking, she's pretty harmless. There's the girl, oh, Meredith, who puts a lot of, like, puts makeup on, like, lotion. Like, she, like, pump, 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 pumps her foundation and then puts it on, like, lotion. That girl's crazy. The very first makeup, like, content creator that I ever watched was Jaclyn Hill. And I still love her to this day. I think Jaclyn Hill is so cool. How did we get on this topic? Uh, oh, we're talking about makeup and putting on too much. Yeah. People always think it's a compliment to say like, oh, your makeup looks so natural or like, oh, I love that you don't care about your makeup. And it's like, why don't you just tell me I look pretty? I mean, is it really that hard? Okay. Next one. My mom was over a lot after I had my second baby. It was a week or so after I delivered. I was feeling so good and grateful for my body. I was wearing sweats and a nursing bra and my mom saw my bare tummy and said, oh, now we're twins. We have the same tummy. I love my mom and she is beautiful. That being said, she has a really big stomach and is pretty overweight. I've tried to work out and be healthy, and I've also had an eating disorder through high school and college. It's still hard for me mentally. I know that I am nowhere near my mom's size, even postpartum, but my mom's comments sent me spiraling, and I was feeling so good. Thanks for the confidence boost, mom. Anytime anybody makes any comparison, it's never gone well. Like people, people will say, like, oh my gosh, you look like this celebrity. And you're like, that's so rude. That's so rude. Don't even don't even say that. But what's even better than somebody telling you that you look like somebody that's totally inaccurate is when somebody says out loud that they believe they look like somebody who's totally inaccurate. Like it's it's like me being like, you know what? People just tell me I look like Cameron Diaz. Like it's crazy. I just I look just like Cameron Diaz. Like what are people supposed to say in response to that when you're so off? Like it it's it's a new level. I mean, we're trying to hit the fun level of delusional, otherwise known as Delulu, but the really delusional when you can't make an accurate comparison about yourself, much like this mom, that's when, that's when it gets bad. That's when feelings get hurt. That's when spiraling starts. Just let's, let's just not compare any of our bodies, self faces to anybody else. Let, let other people's actually, you know what? Just lay off. <laughs> I was going to say, let other people do it, but let's not let anybody do it. Okay. Next one. When I was in my senior year of high school, I experienced some traumatic events that resulted in some of my hair falling out. I thought my hair was still thick though. One day I was sitting in class talking to some girls. One of my friends complained she had to use so much shampoo. I responded, yeah, me too. 
Another girl looked straight at me and said, no, you don't. (laughs) Humbled, horribly humbled. What is it with our hair in our teenage years? If I would have just loved my hair, I can't imagine the locks I would have on my head right now. I would probably have, I I would be, I, I, my hair would get in the way when I peed. If I had not fried the shit out of my hair, it would be down to my ass. That's how long my hair would be. But I was so worried. I was so embarrassed about my naturally wavy hair for real. Like it's the dumbest thing ever to be insecure about, but I was so insecure about it that I just fried it and I'm still feeling the effects. I have extensions now and it's like, finally, I feel like I have some like weight to my hair and like some length, but I truly think that I ruined my hair because I was so worried about what other people would think. Just that stick straight hair, man, did it look good on literally anybody? No. Okay. Next one. My roommates, my roommate told me you're so real. Our other roommate is so perfect, but you're like so down to earth and relatable. Thanks. It's like a cringy oversharing celebrity trying to stay relevant. This is okay. Not to be, not to be weird, but I do, I do have people tell me this all the time. They'll be like, I'm just, I'm so happy that you're not afraid of like being imperfect, like online or like on your podcast. And I'm always like, yeah, that's, I I get where that's coming from. However, I would like you to tell me I'm perfect. Like I would like us to not acknowledge my flaws. Okay. I know that I do it to myself. I know that I bring a lot of them up. I know that I post about them sometimes, but like, I don't want to be told. I I don't want to, I don't want it to be, I don't want to hear it. I don't want it to be told back to me. I just want it to exist out there in the ether. And I want you to talk about it in your group messages, not to my face. That should be a life lesson of everything. And that is a good lesson when reading online comments. Sometimes I get DMs that I'm like, why would you send this to me? Things like this that are like, oh, I'm so happy that like, you know, representation of like annoying girls or like something like that. And I'm realizing, you know, they don't have a group message that they can send it to. (laughs) That's what's going on because the normal place to talk shit about somebody is in a group message, not in my DMS. Don't tell me that I make you feel better because I am kind of chubby and have acne. Okay. Next one. This is a time when I was expecting a compliment or reassurance, but got something else. I was walking with my companion on my mission I never do mission episodes or like I never do mission submissions because they seem very uh, specific, like for Mormon missions, but they are a pretty wild experience for anybody who doesn't know about Mormon missions. I'll do a little, a little recap here because I do think it would be a funny episode. I'm probably going to do it over on the Patreon, but basically when boys turn 18 and when girls turn 19, they have the option to go do missionary work, which is basically like you submit an application, which they call your papers. You submit your papers. Then you get a mission call. You don't choose where you go. They just send you somewhere. And then you basically go teach people about the Mormon church. And, uh, you also like, don't have a say in who you're paired up with, but you do have a person that like a partner, a companion. So it's basically just, I mean, I've heard horror stories about missions for years and years and years because the majority of my brothers, well, all my, all of my brothers went, just not my special needs brother. And my parents also served as mission presidents. So they like oversaw a whole mission. So I have heard horror stories among horror stories and I've resisted this topic. Yeah. Like I said, because I don't know if it's like, you know, people will understand it, but I feel like with some context, you guys will get it. And your jaws would drop if you heard some of the mission stories that I've heard. 
but this is what somebody's companion said. I was walking with my companion on my mission and we took a picture together. She told me, or she showed me and I said, oh, my teeth look so yellow. And she said, yeah, and crooked. <laughs> she wasn't wrong, but wow. Yeah. After reading this, we got to do a, we got to do a mission companion episode. I'll, I'm going to do it on the Patreon. I brought it up there because I just, yeah, sometimes those super specific episodes, I just, I like when people opt in to them, you know, I don't want to just shove it down your throat. <laughs> I want to make sure that we're all on the same page when we start talking about stuff that's like, you know, either super specific or maybe a little bit touchy. Just want to, you know, consent is key. Okay. Next one. I got a haircut and somebody said, good thing hair grows back. Like what? <laughs> Nothing is worse than when you get a haircut and somebody goes, do you like it? Like, what are you supposed to say back to that? Like, because uh, uh, are they saying like, do you like it because I like it? Or do you like it because I don't like it? But if you like it, it's great. Like, because if you like it, that's all that matters. Nothing is worse than somebody saying, if you like it, that's all that matters. Because that's not all that matters. Okay. <laughs> I need some validation. Okay. Next one. She says, I went to get my graduation robes and the lady asked me if I want mine double wide. I was shocked at her flagrant fat phobia and asked if she thought I'd need it. She grabbed her supervisor who took one look at me and said, yep, size up. In a flurry of fat fear, I went home with the double wide robe and tried it on. This robe was a tent on me. Frustrated, I asked my roommate if I could try hers on and it didn't zip up past my hips. I wanted to die. Double wide till I die, I guess. If it makes you feel any better, this just happened to me at a spa. First of all, any like general robe that anyone has ever given me, whether it's at a spa or a hotel room, it has never fit. <laughs> like it, it is a, it's a tight fit. Maybe it can get around my waist, but like my whole labia is out if I try on one of those robes. So they like went back and got a supervisor, got me a huge robe. Honestly, it was kind of awesome. I wasn't really that upset about it, but yeah, anything with measuring again, especially in high school and junior high. Sorry. I know we're like super lingering on that, but it's just because that's where all of these affect us the most. Anything with measuring, like I was a cheerleader. You guys know I was a cheerleader. I'm so cool. I was a cheerleader in seventh, eighth and wait, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And we would have to go get measured in front of everybody. Like they would measure every inch of our bodies to get our, to get our uniforms. And I, that ruined me. I like I'm pretty sure it's why I I can't go in like dressing rooms. I don't like I did send somebody my measurements for my Halloween costume they were making me, my Lizzie McGuire costume. It was like I, I was trembling at the thought of sending somebody my measurements. So yeah, it's safe to say none of us are okay. All right. <laughs> I just had a baby a month ago and pregnancy and postpartum is usually when my acne prone skin is the most clear. I was feeling pretty good about not wearing makeup most days because I'm tired and juggling four kids, including a newborn. Plus, getting ready every day was never going to happen. When my five-year-old asked me about the little spots on my baby's face, I explained to him, that's baby acne and totally normal and will go away as she grows. Then the little angel said, why isn't yours gone away? <laughs> every time I see a baby with baby acne, oh, I want to I pop them so bad. I want to I pop them more than I can even say. I never do. I never do. Ever, ever, ever. However, my inner, my inner esthetician, did you guys know an esthetician <laughs> comes out and I really want to. However, I want to say something about being an esthetician. This just reminded me because so many of you tried to tell me that I was wrong about loofahs being absolutely disgusting. 
so, uh, it was not just one of you. I am not calling one person out. I'm saying that I got multiple people telling me, well, that's just because the silicone scrubber people want you to buy their stuff. So they say loofahs are gross. No, I learned about it in aesthetic school. Okay. This is not a TikTok trend. Loofahs are disgusting. They harbor bacteria. They are made of a billion tiny little holes. And unless you dry them out every time and sanitize them, they are full of germs. If you leave them in your shower and they get all damp, it is literally breeding ground for all of the bacteria. The bacteria are just, you know, reproducing over and over again. And then you're scrubbing that on your body. Do you have bacne? Do you have keratosis pilaris on the back of your arms? It could be your loofah. Just saying. Next one. Sometime in 2020 or 2021, when I was wearing a mask into stores, I bought something that required you to be 18. So I hand the clerk my driver's license so she could ID me. This stranger took my card from me and looked at my picture and then with absolutely no malicious intent said, (laughs) she was obviously just trying to make conversation. She said, oh gosh, (laughs) sorry, I'm messing this up. She said, oh gosh, could these driver's license photos be any worse? They look terrible. Maddie, that picture is a super accurate photo of me maybe even bordering on a nice photo of me. She couldn't tell because of my mask, but I am at least that ugly in real life. My self-confidence will never recover. I've been humbled into perpetuity. I very much doubt, first of all, that your license is accurate, just strictly based on camera quality and lighting. Okay. I really doubt that. Also, whatever you look like, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Next one. It's so bold and confident of you to rock that dress that doesn't traditionally flatter your body type. I've also been told that been told that. I love that you wear things that like normally really skinny girls wear and like you're super curvy. So it's crazy that you're wearing it. But like, I love that you have the confidence to do that. Whenever anybody says like, I love that you have the confidence to do that. They're basically saying like, you should be less confident. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I had a coworker who was always cold, very pale and out of nowhere started struggling with fatigue. She was Googling at work and one of the results said she might be anemic. I told her that if there was anyone I knew who'd be anemic, it was her. She was offended, but went went on and had the blood test done. She was not anemic. I, however, found out a year later that I was anemic. (laughs) Oh, how the turntables. Yes, I know. it's Oh, how the tables turn. Okay. If you don't know the reference, it's the office and I'm painfully millennial for quoting it all the time, but I don't even care. Uh, yeah, this one, this one's good because you know, we all say backhanded com- or not backhanded comments. We accidentally humble people all the time. I am sure that I have said it. And if I have said it, if you're listening to this podcast and I have sa- said something that made you question if you should be confident in something, just know that I didn't mean it. Just know that my brain doesn't work and I'm sorry. All right. Uh, these last couple that we've got, she says, I wore a really cute, deep V neck dress to a wedding this weekend. And one of the moms came up to me and said, wow, I thought I had the world's smallest boobs, but I guess I was wrong. You definitely do. Okay. Commenting on boob size is just weird. I mean, anybody commenting on anybody's boobs, like, unless you're about to just say like your boobs are amazing. Like the tits are titting. Like that's the only thing I want to hear commenting on like size, shape, nipple circumference, like just keep it to yourself. All right. Oh, oh, this last one I actually already read. I screenshotted it twice. It was the haircut one. Good thing hair grows back. Well, ladies and the four gents who listen to this podcast, when it comes to being violently humbled, just remember that God gives his hardest battles to his strongest warriors. (laughs) There was a submission that said somebody told them that God gave them acne to humble them. If God is the one doing the humbling, that is more violent than than any of us have ever experienced. That is the true humbling. If the Lord took it into his own hands. You know that, you know what? I'm not going to get into my my God confusion right now. <laughs> I'll save that for another episode. 
Anyway, thank you for co-hosting with me on this episode. I love to hear from you guys. I love to chat with you guys. I love to hear about the horrible things people have said to you and some things that you have said. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review, post on social media, message me, uh, subscribe to the Patreon for bonus episodes. Uh, what else could I make you do? What else is there? I think that's everything. Thank you so much for being here, for supporting the podcast, making literally all of my dreams come true. Uh, you're the best people I've ever not met. And I hope to meet all of you and kiss you all on the lips one day. That's all I've got for you. I'll see you next week. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.